Hey there, it's episode 301 and today we're chatting about nootropics, what they are, who they're best for, how the brain works, how to get it to work, (laughs) a lot to do with brain stuff and just a conversation between three adults that have a really hard time with their brains. (laughs) So it's a good one. Our guests today are Dan Freed, who dropped out of high school at 16 and went on to travel the world as a respected chef. At 28, he used nootropics to get into one of the world's most elite MBA programs instead, and later studied cognitive science and public health at Yale, all without ever having received a high school or undergraduate degree. His expertise is rooted in product formulation and operations. Dan is an avid biohacker and deep clinical knowledge of neuroperformance, productivity, optimization, and meditation. Adam Greenfield, our second guest, spent the last 12 years leading sales and growth teams across professional sports teams and startups. He has been immersed in biohacking for the last 10 years and has become a figurehead of biohacking community in New York. He started his first nootropics company in 2017 and has in-depth experience with performance training, ketogenic diets, yoga, and meditation. So these two guys are from a company called Formula, and I've been using the nootropics that they create and provide, which are fantastic, for the last couple of months, and I wanted to have them on the show to just chat about nootropics. Now, the ketogenic community rarely talks about nootropics. It's like this... ah, Barely anyone talks about nootropics, and it's really fun to kind of start understanding how nootropics work, that they are different for everyone. There are many brands who create nootropics, and you just take them, and then, you know, in my experience, they didn't work at all um, because nootropics are very geared toward the individual. And so today's topic, I really wanted to, you know, unveil all the nitty gritty with brain function and really understand why nootropics work for some people. If they don't work for others, why? Why somebody like me who has ADD would want to be on it. Um, And so we kind of go through all of that. If at the end of the podcast episode, you're like, what? This is so cool. We've put together a little code for you if you want to try nootropics for the first time. The code is KETO to get 15% off. I will include a link in the show notes if you want to take advantage of that. And otherwise, you will just learn a whole bunch about the brain and nootropics today. If you have questions about today's content, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hello, Adam. Hi, Dan. How are you guys today? What's up, Leanne? How are you? I'm so good. And I'm really glad to have you on the show. We have a lot to cover. I would love in your own words to kind of like set the stage of how you got into this, where you came from, uh, what your story is just briefly. Sure. Uh, Why don't you go first, Adam? Yeah. So in short, it was about five years ago. I was the COO of a startup here in New York and I was failing miserably quintessentially your guy with 50 items on his to-do list, nothing gets done, projects getting handed in late, if at all. And in complete desperation, I called a friend who was a serial startup founder and I was hoping he could help. Came in, 
looked at everything we were doing and at the end of the day said, listen, your problem isn't strategy. The problem is that you're constantly chasing the shiny object. Your monkey mind completely owns your life. Have you heard of nootropics before? And before then, really the only exposure that I had to this world of nootropics was I took some Adderall in college and I'd watched the movie Limitless. So I really trusted this guy and, and I tried nootropics for the first time. And that day, everything changed. It felt like I had horse blinders on. It felt like I, had never re- I never really knew how capable my brain was until then. And all of a sudden, meetings that would take me three hours were now taking me 30 minutes. I was able to transition from task to task to task really quickly and easily. And I was just so overwhelmed by how quick and easy this was. And as I dug into more research, how safe they were. I was kind of pissed off that no one knew about nootropics. And I, I thought it sucked that it took me 30 years to find it. And just compelled to share that with everybody else. A couple months later, I left that job and decided to start nootropics companies. Yeah, so for me, it's a somewhat similar story. For as long as I can remember, I've had trouble focusing, retaining information. I had behavioral problems all the way to preschool. I was actually expelled from the first preschool that I went to. I was constantly in trouble, constantly having like these different behavioral interventions and stuff. And by the time I was 16, you know, and it it wasn't that I couldn't function or that I wasn't intelligent. It was just that, that, that kind of like structured academic environment that's the American educational system, especially something like high school, I wasn't meant to function in that and I couldn't thrive in it. So at 16, I was failing all of my classes. And like, I mean, like all of my classes, I remember I failed sex ed, which is like, that's, that's pretty hard to do. And I I dropped out of school. I, I just gave up. And I like that, that level of frustration, just not being able to, to conform and, and to function in that environment. I, I deeply remember uh, that feeling. Uh, and I, I went to work at Subway making sandwiches. So I worked in, in fast food. I got a couple of, of very lucky breaks and I was able to become a chef. And I, I did that just from learning on the job. It's a very different type of environment. So it's not like there's no books and sitting in one place. And it was just like in the kitchen, things made sense to me. I was so passionate about it. Uh, and my two passions uh, for, for all of my 20s was traveling and cooking. And it took me around the world. So, you know, I lived in Asia and Europe and South America and I worked in on cruise ships, international hotels. I was fortunate enough to work in a Michelin three-star restaurant. And then in my late 20s, I was starting to burn out. And I just realized, you know, the hospitality industry can be brutal. And there's a lot of stuff that I love about it. But at the same time, just like the hours and the lifestyle caught up to me. And I wanted to, to transition to something different. I was very successful in my career, but I still didn't have a high school diploma never went to college and had few options open to me. So I I started talking to people. I decided I wanted to to give it a try and and go back to school. And I decided I wanted an MBA. So I started studying for the test, like the admissions test. And I did horrible. It was like going back to being 16 in that class. I would reread the page over and over and over again. And I'm like, I, I couldn't do it. I felt like I wanted to put my head through the wall and I almost gave up. 
And in desperation, that's kind of where, you know, I had some experience biohacking and just trying to optimize myself, but I, I doubled down and I was like, you know, I'm not going to give up. Like I'm not, I, I'm going to power through this no matter what I have to do. And in that desperation, I, I tried everything. So I, I, I tried different gym routines. Uh, I tried keto. Uh, I think that was my first time uh, in keto. Uh, I tried all these different types of diets, meditation, all, all of them helped, but nootropics was the game changer, you know? And I, I, when I say they helped, they were, I wouldn't have been able to, to break through without all of those things. But with nootropics, it was kind of like that, that catalyst that really started to, where I started to turn the corner. And before I knew it, I went from like not even being able to sit down and take a practice test to scoring incredibly well. And, and when I took the, the test, I scored in the 99th percentile, which is like off the charts. It was like, even me, I, re I remember looking at the score. I was just like smiling in disbelief. I kind of didn't, I never imagined that something like that would happen. And it changed my life. That score allowed me to get into one of the best MBA programs in the world, uh, INSEAD. And, you know, I got to go back to academia and with a brand new mindset, new tools for like understanding how to do that, how to study, how to take notes, like having good personal habits, I was able to excel and I did really well. And I, like more importantly, I enjoyed it and, and I really got into to learning so much so that after graduation I, w I was um i was offered a partial scholarship to go to yale uh, and do a second master's degree and i took it because i actually liked school so it wasn't even about like the job or anything i was just like holy shit. like i get to go to school for another like year and just learn what i want it, w it was such a good opportunity and I, I remember that feeling of just seeing like how different it was from from how I remember as a child, and that that's when I kind of like doubled down on nootropics and and actually studied you know public health, cognitive science. What are these things? Why are they so impactful? I, I did um, so one of, one of the courses I took was on technological interventions for obesity. Uh, it went through all the interventions, but I I specialized in in the the technology behind it. So they did, you know, like bariatric surgery, different types of diets and, and stuff like that, um, which was super interesting. Sorry, that's kind of like a side note. That's amazing. And my story aligns kind of with both of yours. And I think the big, the big takeaway is, and I'm kind of summarizing here, is that in my experience, it almost felt like there was a wall in front of my brain and like I couldn't get to the rest. <laughs> does that Does that resonate? Like I just couldn't get to the rest. Also a high school dropout, didn't do well in school was, and was really frustrated because I was very smart, but like, I just couldn't apply myself. And it really felt like I just couldn't get to the rest of my brain. And it is so frustrating. It's so incredibly frustrating. I think you said that Dan of just feeling like you got it or wanting to have those horse blinders on, like you said, Adam, but like, it just it's not possible. It's like shiny thing, shiny thing, and you just can't focus. So what's going on in the brain when that happens? And how does do, how do nootropics shift? Because it sounds like, and my example was too, like after a day of one of the mixtures, I was like, yep, this is great. Like how, what's happening there? So there's a couple of different things. And, and I kind of tie it back to, you know, I'm different. 
my brain functions differently from other people. Uh, everyone's brain, like there's, there's the whole concept of like neurodiversity where everybody is different. And some people, you know, my sister, even though we share the same genetics, she like does so well in school. And she just, she was always like that, you know? Um, and just because we grew up and we were kids together, I could see that there was a huge difference there. And I look at kind of like the school system and this, these types of tasks that we're doing are relatively new on like the, the evolutionary timescale of, of human evolution. Um, so 10,000 years ago, there was no classroom. There were no types of tasks like this. And my, my brain is not meant to function like that. And some people are able to adapt. They like really excel in those types of environments. I don't. And, you know, there's, there's different ways to kind of like adjust your brain chemistry. So I believe that my brain chemistry, the balance of neurotransmitters in my brain are different from my sister. And I need a way to change those or compensate for that. And dieting can do that. Healthy habits and mindset changes can actually change uh, your brain chemistry. Uh, things like you know how much you sleep, all of that is going to impact the balance of these neurotransmitters, which are used to communicate between brain cells. Nootropics are one of the most impactful things for me. Uh, and it's, it's more important kind of like finding the right ones that are going to have the impacts that, that, that I need at each specific time. Keto flu, impossible fasting symptoms that stop you mid-fast, cravings at any hour of the day or feeling off after a sweaty workout, these are some of the signs that you're low in electrolytes. When I first started keto, I made all of the mistakes. One of the biggest ones was not supplementing with electrolytes. And still, seven years into keto, I often forget how essential electrolytes are. Honestly, it's easy to forget to take electrolytes because, well, a lot of them don't taste very good or work very well. Enter Element, the most delicious, well-balanced electrolyte powder I've personally tried, like ever. Add to water and enjoy any time of day. These electrolytes are salty, as they should be, quenching your thirst and hitting the spot. And the best part, when you head to drinklmnt.com slash KDP, you'll receive a free Element sample pack. You only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack includes eight packets of Element that includes two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash KDP for your free sample pack. I love Element and I really think you're going to too. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash KDP to get your free sample pack. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5, no questions asked. Awesome. And when we think of brain function, a lot of us, you know, I've definitely used this in the past, caffeine. <laughs> you know, like caffeine for me, works really well. Some people use nicotine, alpheanine. How are these components different than nootropics? It depends on your definition of nootropics. Um, I broadly consider all of those nootropics too. Where I think it's different, so caffeine and nicotine are stimulants. And I look at most stimulants, it's, it's borrowing energy from the future. So it gives me a boost now, but I have to pay back that debt. 
And usually it's a very small debt. If it's like a cup of coffee, it's like, okay, like it wears off and, and it's not that bad. But where you get into trouble is where you keep compounding it. So you build up this kind of debt. So it's like, you know, when I was a chef, I was working seven days a week on a cruise ship. The best case scenario was I was doing a hundred hours a week at least. And because I was a manager, I had the key to this gigantic fridge full of Red Bulls. And I would, I would drink at least five a day. I would wake up, drink a Red Bull. Like it, it was just like a, a part of my life. And I burnt out so bad on it. And it was because I kept compounding that debt. It was like, okay, now I need four Red Bulls. Now I need five Red Bulls. And I just need to stay awake. And sooner or later, my body just couldn't take it anymore. And I see a lot of people doing that with you know, prescription stimulants where they constantly increase their dose. Then as you get into some of the higher doses, you start experiencing side effects. There are some epigenetic changes that actually happen if you been taking something that's that's pretty strong for a significant amount of time. There's the delta FOS B cycle where this builds up in your system. And even after you stop taking uh, stimulants, it takes a while for your brain chemistry to just get back to where it normally was. So again, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I don't judge people who take it. But from my experience, and I still drink coffee, mainly just I love the, the way it tastes. I love nicotine. I love nicotine so much that I probably should not take it. <laughs> it. It works incredibly well, but it's hard for me not to pursue that cycle. And it's just like, wow, it works great. Let me do it again. Let me do more. And then before I know it, I have this debt that I have to pay. And on, on balance, like having that in my life doesn't improve my overall productivity or well-being. So on the flip side, it sounds like caffeine, L-theanine, nicotine, these are all forms of nootropics, but what are ones that then don't have that debt that you have to pay and, and do nootropics, like mixtures and things, do you still have to pay back that debt or how is it different? It's different because a lot of them target different neurotransmitter systems. So something like the prescription stimulants will target dopamine and norepinephrine and having your body rebalance, especially after high doses, is something that's uncomfortable. And, and I've gone through it. For nootropics, they target uh, a lot of different neurotransmitter systems. Most of our formulas target the acetylcholine neurotransmitter system, which is responsible for a few things, including memory and learning. And generally, you know, nootropics give me the boost without the, the crash afterwards. Yeah. So, and again, like I don't judge people who take stimulants or, you know, I, in, in some ways, especially with nicotine, I almost am in awe when people are able to use it responsibly and, and uh, not have that type of escalation uh, that I go through. There are different types of nootropics, all of our formulas. So I can talk more specifically about formula. They have short-term and long-term side effects not side effects, uh, benefits. Um, so, you know, when you take it, you experience a immediate positive result. And then over time, it changes things in your brain to help it better cope and function. So an example that, that you had actually brought up before the call is something like lion's mane. Lion's mane is something that I consider a nootropic. It's been shown to promote neurogenesis and has all of these other benefits that when taken over a long amount of time, a long time period, uh, can actually improve co cognition and overall uh, executive function. 
So with all these different, it sounds like there are a lot of nootropics and I mean, you can go online and Google nootropics and there are tons of mixtures and options and all the things. How are we to know which ones are best for us, which ones to go for? It, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. It sounds like. Yeah. So that, that's exactly what our company does. For me, you know, I see a lot of the, the nootropics industry is relatively new. Most, if not all of our competitors sell one formula and they say, hey, take this pill and you're going to feel amazing. You're going to have more focus, more energy. To me, that's like absurd. I can't even tell you how absurd that is. It's, it's, it's the same thing as if I were to start a shoe company and sell only one size shoe. There's more variance in human brain chemistry than there is in shoe size. So everyone's brain's different. Everyone wants to optimize different things. And even more importantly, like my tasks are different. So right now I'm in a podcast today. I took my creativity formula, helps with verbal fluency. And the type of function that I'm performing right now is very different from if I were to be in spreadsheets doing a financial model, you know, and, and what I need to function at my peak is very different. So we don't just make one formula, we make a variety of formulas. And we have uh, what's called a starter kit, where we recommend the top four formulas to each person starting with our program. And over the course of the first month, they try each one. They tell us which ones they like, which ones they don't. We help them make adjustments, and then we send them a more optimized uh, solution for the next month. You know, so. I wish that we could just sell one pill and it would work for everybody and it would be great for every time. It's not possible. It just isn't. And so we took a little bit more complex. It takes a little bit more work. It's not for everyone. You have to go through this trial, see, see what you like. Some of them might not be a great fit for you, uh, but the end result is, in my opinion, worth it. A while back, we received a question on the podcast about keto bars and how easy it is to eat two, three, or four bars in one sitting. Now, I've thought a lot about this like for quite a while, and I too struggled with it to the point where I couldn't have keto bars in the house because I would eat far too many in place of preparing like a proper balanced keto meal. There are some days where a take along with you bar is convenient and at times absolutely necessary. So I started looking for an alternative, something more balanced and a bar that would deliver nutrients, not just a balance of macros, where my body would be satiated by one and not in search of more and more and more. Like I think one time I had had six keto bars in one sitting and I didn't feel so good after. And then I found that very bar. So here are the ingredients in the new bar that I'm now eating only one of at, at each sitting. Organic cashew butter, organic tapioca fiber syrup, 100% grass-fed bone broth protein, organic dried apples, organic dates, organic pumpkin seeds, organic superfood blend, which includes organic kale, organic broccoli, organic spinach, organic acerola, organic wild blueberry, organic spirulina, organic ginger, organic turmeric, organic sunflower lecithin, organic cinnamon, organic flavors, Himalayan pink sea salt, organic rosemary extract, and monk fruit extract. Now this is made with certified organic, if you didn't catch that, 
organic, <laughs> antioxidant-rich superfoods, cold-pressed, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, non-GMO, contains healthy proteins, fats, and vital nutrients, no added sugars, artificial sweeteners, or sugar alcohols. It's very low in natural sugars at four grams or less, depending on the flavor, and it's whole food-based. Now, this bar is from Paleo Valley. They call it the superfood bar, and I'm happy to report I eat one, and I'm satiated, and I move on. No more bar binges. Now, this is huge, 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 huge for me. Head on over to paleovalley.com, load up your cart with superfood bars and whatever else you find that tickles your fancy, enter the code KETO at checkout and receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com and use the code KETO for 15% off your first order. And we mentioned a little bit on what nootropics help with. I'd love to just summarize that. There was focus, memory, learning. What are some other things, you know, with women listening today, they're like, I don't know, do I really need this? What are some things that that point to somebody maybe wanting or needing to try nootropics? So we, we have formulas to optimize a couple of different neurotransmitter systems. Generally, most of our, we, we have clients that come to us for, such a diverse variety of reasons. Some of them are older and they're, they're, they want to improve their memory um, and just stay healthy as they age. So we have people, uh, a lot of test takers. So they're like, you know, studying for graduate school, things like that. And we help them put together a formula, you know, like, hey, if you're studying for a law exam, these are the formulas that you should take. If you're studying for a calculus exam or a computer science exam, it's a different part of your brain, a different part of focus. So these are the formulas that you should try. Um, and we built a system where they can go in and they can tell us specifically which areas they would like to improve. And we recommend uh, where they should start. So we don't say, you know, take this formula, it's going to give you more energy. We say this formula has a 72% probability of giving you more energy based off of people similar to you uh, with similar goals. And so like to answer your question, like it's everything. We have, we have pe like people who just had a baby and they're up all night and they're like, I need more energy. Like I, I just, I can't function right now. Just about anything you could think of. So it sounds like having a company have custom formulas is important when we're looking for nootropics. I remember before I found you guys, you guys asked like, what nootropics have you tried? I'm like, oh, just this powder, it did nothing. So nootropics aren't for me, <laughs> you know, because I thought that nootropics were just nootropics and you took it and either it worked or it didn't. I didn't know that there were different like what you just said is like, there's so many different things. What else should we be watching out for when it comes to nootropics? Is it just that the company has custom formulas or are there other things like additional ingredients or other things that we should be looking out for if we're interested in trying nootropics? Yes. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get into kind of like the, what to look for there. Besides us, there are some good reputable companies out there. Um, but just to touch on like what you just said is why we started this company. I was the guy, so like nootropics changed my life. I had all of this amazing stuff and um, I was working in startups and like nootropics was my side passion, but I, I was doing uh, something else for a line of work. And I was the guy at a party like, you know, five years ago when nobody heard of nootropics, I'm like, you gotta try this, try this. Like I used to, when, when I was really into like the experimentation phase and doing all this stuff, I had a scale with me and bags of powder 
And I would sit down in a coffee shop and like tell my friend like, hey, you know, be like weighing all this stuff and say, here, you know, take this. Everyone's looking at me funny. And the saddest thing is there were so many people that were just like you. They would try nootropics. They would try what I gave them once. They'd be like, meh, it, it didn't really do anything. And sometimes, you know, every once in a while, people would be like, wow, this is amazing. And then sometimes people would just be like, it didn't work. So the, one of the biggest insights that we had is you can't just give somebody one thing. You have to try a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, it's similar almost to, if you look at caffeine, that's an example I like to use a lot. So caffeine doesn't really do that much to me. I know, you know, one of my coworkers, she'll drink like two sips and she's like shaking like this. I know people like they swear by caffeine. It's, it's like the most amazing thing for their focus. And it's just, you can't, I can't give that to my friend. And if, imagine if she tried it and she's just like, oh yeah, caffeine doesn't work. Like, no, caffeine works for a ton of people. It's just not working for you because your brain chemistry is different. The way you respond to it is different. Your genetics are different. So to me, it's incredibly sad when I hear a story like yours because I keep thinking like, I mean, that could have happened to me. I, I got lucky that, you know, one of the early nootropics that I tried really worked. If I had bought different ingredients just randomly, I would have given up and I wouldn't have had had all of these benefits. And so customizing, so important. Continuing to try, so important. And are there ingredients to watch out for? Like in the case of the powder that I tried, it had like cacao and stevia and a whole bunch of things. And I was just adding it to water. Should we be doing pills over powders? Do any of those affect how it works? Yes, they all do. It really depends. So there's like, you know, sublingual nootropics, you, there's a, a bunch of different routes of administration. What I would say is finding the right ones and having a methodical testing like methodology in place is going to be the most important. So like one is like committing to it and saying like, I'm not just going to give up the first one. If you know, it does nothing or I get a mild side effect, like committing to it and saying like, Hey, I'm actually going to give this a try. I would say that that's like the first one. One of the things that we do here at formula, is every single client that we have gets access to a personalized coach. So they can uh, text, they can call, they can email us, they can schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation. We get on the phone with them and we say, hey, what did you try so far? How did that make you feel? All of our products come with a little journal. Um, so we give like an instruction book on how to set up that methodology. Uh, and we're working on putting that on the website too. So even if you don't, purchase our product, you can still use the same methodology in the journal. And we find that that's kind of like the best way to getting success. Um, and it's just like committing to it, working with somebody who's more experienced and, and going through that process and knowing that, you know, and we tell our clients the first month isn't like a lot of people get results in their first month, but it's more about finding what works and what doesn't so that we can use that information to optimize it even more the next month. And it just gets better and better and better if you're committed. As far as, you know, there are a lot of other companies out there that have great products. You want to make sure it's a reputable company. So one of the biggest things with the supplement industry in general is it's not regulated in the same way uh, that medicine is. So you want to make sure like, does this have what's actually in it? 
So all, all of our products go through a third-party lab test and we make that available to all of our clients. So it's not just, you know, the company says that's what's in it. It's like, hey, you want to call our lab in North Carolina? You can talk to the guy. You can ask his signature. Like a lab technician tested this on this date, this batch number, and you can call and, and they'll, they'll verify that for you. There are other companies that do that. It's rare. It's only you know the top five percent of supplement companies that that take that extra step because it's not required by the law. One of the other things is having a good understanding of long-term consequences. So there's there's two things that you know, and I'll, I'll go briefly. Like we have an ethical framework for all of the ingredients that we use. Um, though we do sell one ingredient that's addictive, that's caffeine. And we only sell it when we launched. We didn't even have caffeine. But so many people said like, hey, I love your, your formulas, but I still love caffeine too. And I want to like be able to have it all together in one packet. So I think everybody on earth knows that caffeine can be addicted, uh, addictive. So we, we put that in on request. And all of our formulas are also available caffeine-free. However... There are some ingredients that people are not aware that they're addictive. Uh, we don't use any of them. There's some of the stronger stimulants um, that are not scheduled prescription medications. Um, you can find in some nootropics. There are things, um, and again, I don't judge people who take either stimulants or depressants. They should just be really aware of what it's doing to their brain and the potential for negative consequences if they take too much. You know, there's things like phenobuts, um, which some people consider a nootropic. I don't necessarily. It's, it's a GABA B agonist, um, and it's similar to like an effect that alcohol would have and, and things like that, which, which we don't use in our product, but I would be very careful reading the ingredients and making sure that there's nothing like that. That's awesome. And I guess one of the questions we got from our listeners was trying to understand what's a nootropic, what's not. Like some people were saying, like we talked about lion's mane, our cordyceps one, we talked about L-theanine. What are some common things to kind of, maybe people are already taking a form of, of, of cordyceps and they're experiencing some benefit, but they're just not sure what we're talking about. Can we kind of go through some of the common ones? Yeah. So you hit on a bunch of them. The, the definition of nootropics is not set in stone. So there's like a huge debate that's going on. Like, you know, is Adderall a nootropic? Some people say yes. Some people say no. Is lion's mane a nootropic? It, it, it goes back and forth. For me, nootropics are anything that shows a noticeable, measurable improvement in cognition and something that improves cognition in the long run. So, you know, some things will give you a, a little boost, but have that crash afterwards um, that negates any of the positive benefits. Um, so when, when I kind of like evaluate what is a nootropic and, and should I take it, I look at, is this adding to my life? You know, is this something that, that I want to take long-term and that I'm going to be happy with taking long-term? One of the most popular nootropics is something that people don't think of as a nootropic. It's creatine. Creatine is actually a highly effective nootropic um, and something that is widely used mostly for building muscle, but it also improves cognition. 
Fantastic. So we chatted a little bit about, well, you mentioned boost and crash, and I kind of want to bring this into my next question, which is who is it best for? And a lot of our listeners have hormone dysregulation and you said boost and crash. So I know that our adrenal folks are going to be like, Hmm, are these safe for me? Um, and my adrenals, can we just chat a little bit about whether or not somebody with adrenal dysfunction should try something like this? Yeah, I mean, so the overall line is our product is for healthy adults. Everybody can benefit from nootropics, but if you're dealing with illnesses or your body's kind of out of balance, it's going to impact you in a less predictable manner. So that's just something to consider. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you some kind of like use cases where, where people try nootropics and they're, they're not satisfied. So one is, you know, somebody who's been on prescription stimulants for a long time uh, and they want to quit and they try nootropics um, to, to kind of like take them off of that. That's a use case where we've seen the vast majority of people fail. Some people are, you know, I used to actively strongly discourage this and then I got a couple of people that, that I actually spoke with. And I, you know, I told them, like, obviously, speak with your physician if, if you're prescribed some type of medication before you, you change anything up. But I actively like, told them, like, no, you should completely stop doing that. Don't buy our products. And people went against my advice and called me back like a month later and said, holy, like, this changed my life. I'm so happy. But to be clear, that's incredibly rare. Uh, and then most people, like, they, they try to make a transition like that, and it's painful. It's, it's uncomfortable when your body's rebalancing. So generally, especially in the first month, because, you know, the methodology that I discussed of, like, trying something, seeing how it, it affects your body, if you keep everything stable, you're going to, to better understand, like, okay, I added in this ingredient, how does it make me feel? But if your hormones are way out of whack and they're going up and down, if, if you're dealing with, with other things, it's like, well, I feel like today. Is it the nootropics? Is it because like my hormones are out of balance? Uh, is it because I stopped taking medication? There's so many confounding factors that it's really difficult to go through that, that optimization process. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Awesome. And I'd love to kind of switch gears to talk about how to take. And Dan, you shared a little bit about which formulas you take when. I'd love to get some in, um, some insight into, Adam, how you use the nootropics and how you kind of shuffle things around yourself. Yeah. So the, the one crazy part that I learned about nootropics was that depending on what I have going on each day, I actually like need a different part of my brain to fire. Dan alluded to it before. And so I kind of have this treasure chest of different formulas and combinations, which I will cherry pick. So yeah, my life, you know, there's certain days where it is just crazy. I'm running around to a bunch of meetings or I'm on a bunch of zoom calls I'm doing, I'm interacting with human beings. I have a very specific formula that I know works and helps me there. I have other days where I'm doing a lot of writing or creative tasks where I need to lock myself into a room, do a little bit of research, and then 
pull out insights or new ideas from that separate formula that I go to on those days. I have other days where I'm doing stuff that I normally find like boring, like going through emails or, you know, doing my taxes or any of that craziness. And I have another formula that I know is just going to keep me grounded, lock me in my chair, quiet my monkey mind, and allow me kind of stress-free to go through those things that I want to procrastinate on. And then I have another one that I just know is going to make me perform like an all-star in the gym. And on it, I, I, it's got some creatine in it. Yeah. And it's just kind of like my go-to nootropic formula for training. Um, that also works really well when I haven't had a really good night's sleep. It's almost, it's at the point. So, you know, in the office we have nootropics everywhere and like all of this stuff I can see. Um, so sometimes we take them before work. Sometimes we take them like at, at the morning meeting stand up. It's like, Oh, Adam took that formula. He's going to go lock himself in a room today. I don't need to like talk to him. Like we know the mood and the tasks of what's going on based off of what people are taking that day, which is super interesting. What a healthy work environment. <laughs> that is so great. And it sounds like because you guys are able to choose different mixtures at different times, these are working pretty fast. There's no like build up effect where you have to take for a certain amount of days before you start to see the, exam the, the results of it. Is that fair to say? Yes and no. So all of our formulas will have short-term and long-term benefits. Some of them are skewed more towards short-term benefits. So there are things in our energy formula that give you like that immediate boost of energy that don't really have any long-term benefits. But all of our, our formulas have ingredients for both short and long-term. Some of them, especially during the testing period, we recommend that you give it a week of taking it every day before you decide whether it's right for you or not. Because to really feel the impact of it, um, it can take a couple of days to build up in your system. Okay. And when it comes to diet, you guys both mentioned just a little bit on diet. I'd love to know each of you, if you kind of pair your nootropics with the type of eating style that you're doing, do you find nootropics kind of make up for everything and you don't really have to care about what you're eating? Like where's the happy balance for, for each of you? Yeah. I am incredibly maniacal about keto. A lot of people on this call probably started started keto first, started to feel like once you hit that, like at least at the beginning, that seven day mark and you start to register ketones in your blood, there, there becomes like this clarity, this all day energy, this kind of semi euphoria that drops in. For me, it was the opposite. I started with nootropics and I was like, whoa, there's stuff I can do to make my brain work better. And then I was like, what else can I do? And then the world of keto came into my life and it was like four and a half years ago. Yeah, I stay in keto. I would say I proactively come out every 45 days for like 48 hours um, and then drop right back in. I don't eat meat. So it's like a pescatarian and egg laden keto um, with a lot of uh, veggie fats, a eight hour eating window, and then four times a year, 72 hour fasts. And I have a community of friends here in New York and, and we all fast together. Dan does it with us as well. Yeah, a lot of water, a lot of water, and uh, like a hard commitment to seven hours of sleep. 
Yeah, I know for my, because I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 11, and I've been off my medication since I started keto. So that was 2014. And I was on medication every day until I started keto. And then I was like, I don't really don't need this. Chatted with my doctor and he's like, yeah, let's just try going off of it, see how you do. And that was almost seven years ago. <laughs> so that's amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So I often wonder, you know, if you're using these nootropics, do you find that diet? I mean, I'm a nutritionist, so of course diet plays more of a role than just with brain health, but I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on that. And I guess since we're talking about ADHD, what have been your experiences with nootropics for those with ADHD, ADD, kind of what you've seen? Yeah, I mean, so obviously our product is not meant to treat ADHD and we don't claim that or market it towards that. I'm somebody, you know, I was diagnosed. I, I told you I had all of those difficulty in school. It was like mandatory. You, you need to take this kid to like go get something otherwise. Um, and I can remember my parents made the decision not to put me on medication um, when, I was, when I was a kid. And I don't know what would have happened if I did. And as an adult, I did try different medications. And while they were helpful, it was something that over the long term, I just felt that it didn't add to my life. So like it would fix one, it, it would like fix the problem of me not being able to like sit and get stuff done and then create 10 other problems in my relationships and my sleep and my anger issues and like being able to, to do all these things. And when I looked at it on balance, and again, it's just for me. I have zero judgment. There's tons of people I know that use it and it works great for them. But for me, it just on balance wasn't something that I wanted in my life. And what I found is nootropics, I'm able to get the same type of, I'm able to, to accomplish what I need to accomplish. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel the, the need for anything stronger. And I don't have any of the, the like, I, I don't, it doesn't spill over into other areas of my life. If anything, it helps it. And I think that like my, my long-term goal would be that the medical community, so I, I mentioned my, my sister, she's actually a physician. So because she was so good at school and her brain works where she like loved sitting in a class and studying, she, she was able to become a physician. And like the long-term goal I think would be for nootropics to be another tool for physicians, just like how keto is uh, in some instances, um, where you know when they're dealing with a patient, they they can recommend those things along with or in addition to uh, prescriptions if needed. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of like the whack-a-mole game, you know, with medication. It's like okay, you're always trying to like catch the next thing that pops up. That's what I always noticed. Like I take my medication, but then I couldn't sleep, and then we'd adjust the medication, and then I couldn't focus on certain things. Right? Like it was always like boop, boop, boop. Like trying to hit all the things constantly. I know that there was another question when it came to nootropics from our community about um, when to take. So a lot, a lot, my experience with taking the nootropics is I had a hard time figuring out when the best time to take was because I fast until noon, sometimes two, oftentimes five or 6 p.m. And so when I took the nootropics in the morning and then worked out, there was one time where it wasn't very good for me and I didn't feel so good. So kind of how do you guys take them? What do you recommend as it relates to the best time and when to take? When someone's trying it for the first time, I generally recommend taking it first thing in the morning. And that's where you can start. And then 
there, depending on what someone has going on and how late into the evening they need to be productive, that'll change. The great debate is around fasting. I think for me, I can take it first thing in the morning and to, while I'm fasting and it's totally fine. My stomach is, is totally fine. It's going to be kind of a, an experiment thing person to person. The one thing to think about is how it affects sleep. So the, we have a lot of people who come to us and they're saying, I crash in the afternoon. I need this to prevent my crash in the afternoon. Can I take this at three or four o'clock in the afternoon? It's very much like person to person. We recommend people try. If it, for some reason, affects sleep, then you know you pull it back. We also work with a lot of folks like us who are starting companies or have two jobs or have a side hustle. You know, and, and I'm, I do this, Dan does this, where we'll take one dose in the morning and then right after lunch, we'll take another dose and that'll basically keep us productive until like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And then we can, you know, use my blue blocking glasses and, and uh, take a cold shower and calm down and be able to get to sleep in the evening. It's a really good trick, the cold shower. <laughs> it works really, really well. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can people find more information from you and connect in all the places they can connect with you? Yeah. Come hang out on our website. It's findmyformula.com. Findmyformula.com. On Instagram, we are at findmyformula. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, just email hello at findmyformula.com. And we have a team that will ensure that those emails get into our inbox. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. It was really great to um, learn from y'all. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Nootropics are really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Again, you can use the code KETO, all in caps, for 15% off when you go to Formula's website. I will include a code and the links and everything you need in the show notes today. Okay, next up on the show, we're chatting about estrogen dominance for episode 302. And episode 303, I'm answering all your Q&As. So if you have a question for me, the best way to submit all your questions, everything you can think of is by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and I will answer it on episode 303. Okay, I'll see you there. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.